Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to Nothing Concrete, the Barbican podcast. I'm Josie Long and this is the second series of Sound Unbound. In these podcasts, we explore the music that gets under the skin of creative people. This episode is all about crossing an ocean. Here's our resident music expert and conductor, Ben Jernin, to introduce us to today's guest. Bonnie Greer is a writer and playwright and comments regularly on social and political issues. She grew up in Chicago, but has lived in London since 1986. Now... I hope you're sitting comfortably, as Ms. Greer has a story about a story. I grew up in an African-American community on the south side of Chicago, mainly in the 60s. We went to our high school, which was newly integrated. So there were a lot of young black kids in it. So I'd say I was about probably 15. In our English class, we had a teacher by the name of Mr. Robinson. We just all thought it was rather pompous because he had a very sort of stentorian voice and he read Shakespeare to us. So what he would do is put on a record. Then they had these big 78s. And before he read something, he'd play some music. And we we sort of sit there and go, oh, no, you know. And before he did Hamlet, one of the soliloquies, which he recited, he played... Scheherazade by Rimsky-Korsakov, which really made me sit up and listen, really, for the first time. I grew up in uh, Illinois, Chicago, which is the prairie, the great prairie. There aren't any elevations. I didn't see anything higher than a hill until I was in my early 20s. Chicago's flat. And when you live somewhere else, you realize how flat it is. It's quite amazing. And the only water that we have is Lake Michigan, which is one of the great lakes. It looks like a sea, but it's not churning. It's not the ocean. But churning oceans were very familiar to Rimsky-Korsakov. Maybe that's why Bonnie was drawn to his music. Here's Ben again. 
Sea voyages have inspired many a good yarn, and Scheherazade is no exception. Rimsky-Korsakov spent a lot of his early adult life at sea as a naval officer and was inspired to write this piece based on the Arabian legend 1001 Nights. The basic premise, Scheherazade is destined to be executed by an evil sultan, but she tells such an imaginative and evocative story that he keeps her alive night after night to hear the next chapter. Finally, after 1001 Nights, he relents and frees her. Her stories include The Voyages of Sinbad. And when I heard the overture, I suddenly saw the sea. The idea of being on a boat, thinking of Sinbad. And I didn't even know where the music had come from. I didn't know what it was. I just suddenly saw the ocean waves, the expanse of a great tale about to be told. All of that was there in the, in the overture. It was incredible. I hear the tale of, I think, the princess, and I can hear a feminine sound in the flute, and it's poignant, and it sounds like a person searching, looking, a very sort of feminine, light sound, and that's the one that kind of stands out for me. We grew up in in a really great community at that time, but it was technically a ghetto. We didn't know that as children. We didn't know that we were in a community that white people had left behind, that there were places that we weren't welcome in, even not far from where we grew up. We just had nice houses and lawns and things. But on some level, I must have felt it because suddenly this music happens. And it gives me the idea of getting out, bursting out, being out, being in another country, being in another space. I can hear now the play, the sort of play area outside of my window where the guys practice basketball. We had a big basketball team and I can still hear that outside the window. But this took me to another space and it erased all of that kind of parochial sound. had decided that I was going to leave this kind of cocoon. I was going to leave it. I was going to take a voyage. I was going to do that. And maybe I was going to grow up to tell stories as well. Because what I did do when I was a little girl, I was the storyteller on the street. So all the kids would come around after school and I'd sit on the top step of our back porch and they'd all gather in the garden and sit down. And I'd just make up these stories about living on the moon and living in other places. And this must have actually touched that place in me where I was always interested in being in another country, in another space, seeing people who weren't like me, interacting with people who weren't like me, loving people who weren't like me. I guess I was on board that ship and saying, where where are we going to go next? But it was the beginning of my sort of journeying out. and, And that's what I did. Listening to music is very private for me because I'm I'm a synesthete, so I hear music all the time. I suppose listening to 
Scheherazade probably was the first hint, I didn't know it at the time, that I was a synesthete, that I actually could see images through sound, and uh, it's certainly there. They call it an infant brain. We, we have it when we're in the womb, and then eventually it just sort of fades away because we don't use it. And it manifests in different ways. Some people, if you say a number, they can taste it in their mouth. If you bring up a color, they can actually see a film or something like that. And if I hear music or even a note, I can actually see an image. So I'm very, very cautious about what music comes into my environment. Sound impacts me so strongly. So I can still see myself sitting in, in my chair at high school, so over 50 years ago. I can still see the room. I can still see everything because when I hear that music, then all that comes back. I grew up in an era where big Hollywood movies came to TV, where all the composers were European or European trained. So you could hear in the scores of, uh, you know, Corn Gold, who, who worked for Warner Brothers, all of them were trained in the tradition. Some of them were even trained by some of the great composers. So I was used to hearing the sound, but not hearing it full on, not hearing it, if you like, in its purity. I think if Rimsky-Korsakov had been alive in the golden age of Hollywood, he would have been up there with the very best, like Eric Korngold. As you hear in Scheherazade, he's an expert orchestrator. He paints vivid pictures. He really knows how to handle the orchestra. And I suspect he would have been able to create that wonderfully bombastic Hollywood sound that we love. It comes in big and it goes out big. And in the beginning, it's really, really dainty. And it doesn't last very long. So you're not going to be listening to some grand, grand piece of opera. It's just a little piece of music, but it's it's quite, quite amazing. That sort of ending, that finale, that really sort of saying, this is it, this is the end of this great tale. And you walk out of it a changed person, you are changed. And so Rimsky-Korsakov gives us this finale and it's not pompous, it's actually saying, I know that these stories, this tale, this music has changed you. I'm going to announce and show you that it has. So the ending is just... um, The ending is just incredible as well, the finale. So give it a try. Thanks to Bonnie Greer for that personal take on Rimsky-Korsakov's Scheherazade. You heard it performed by the Barbican's resident orchestra, the London Symphony Orchestra, and conducted by John Malcheri. This recording is courtesy of LSO Live Limited. Thank you for listening to Sound Unbound, part of Nothing Concrete from the Barbican. To listen to the rest of the series, subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. 
Sound Unbound is produced by Alexandra Quinn for Loftus Media. The executive producer is Freya Hellier. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.